Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Event Brew, where we uh, stir things up, we heat it up, we give you that cup of tea to spill, cup of coffee, or even if you want to have a nice uh, cold brew at the end of the day, or if you're listening to us on the weekend. Welcome back again, though. Uh, We love having you guys all listen. I'm uh, getting virtually to sit across from uh, quite an amazing woman in the Maya, who has officially dubbed herself my hype woman. Tui, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, Brew Crew. All right. Well, it's just it's just the two of us today. I know. Like we've been like losing numbers. Like every episode, it feels like one person's been missing for a little bit. So that's um, the event industry in itself, though. We just adapt and we make it work, and it's actually really fun. I, I like doing like these one-on-one conversations. These lobby conversations that we mm. always spin this off of doesn't have to be a group of people. Sometimes the best episodes are made with just two. I mean, I would love for this to be like one of our top downloaded, most like hyped up episodes. Um, and it's just like us two, and then we can shove it in dust in <laughs> the next faces. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we take that, take that. But yeah, for all the regular listeners, you know. But for anyone who's first time listener, usually we're joined by Nick Borelli and Dustin Wessling, but they are both absolutely slammed, as you all know. It is uh, the winter time in the events industry. It seems like everybody descends upon the two weeks available to have their holiday parties, which is keeping us all so busy. But, you know, we, we, we could we could go on and on forever about talking about how busy we are. But you should instead go listen to the episode where we talk about why you shouldn't say that you're busy. Instead, we're yes. going to talk about what we're drinking today because you're hanging out with the two tea homies in the house. And we're sipping on hopefully some tea together. I'm hoping you're drinking tea. Otherwise, I just really hyped this up for nothing. <laughs> but, what, but what you got what you got in your cup today, Tui? Well, talking about the holiday season, and yes, you know me way too well. I am drinking tea, but I'm drinking it from my new Yeti mug that I received from my secret Santa. We had our company holiday party. So this, it's the same Yogi organic green tea with a that tea is so good though i mean like we should i love to get them sponsoring because you're like always drinking that (laughs) one specific tea um (laughs) i think i've given a lot of your teammates at endless some you know tea packets i have them all the time every time i see you i ask for one and then like i and then i hang on to it and i bring it back home and i'm like when i miss tui i just want to you know i drink i drink the, the yogi green tea (laughs) <laughs> what are you drinking over I, there? I'm still I'm still in Ireland, um, and I'm drinking that generic black tea. I'm not gonna lie; I didn't even try to find out what they get. But this time, instead of being like in the, an Airbnb, I'm actually on an island called Aramore, Aranmore. Like was almost said like Aramore, um, mm-hmm. Aranmore, and it's this like farming town that essentially was losing so many of its young, uh, uh, like uh, 
population to, you know, Dublin and Galway to go work at tech companies that they were like, man, how do we get, you know, future populations to come back to Aramore? And so they decided to turn this into the co-working capital of Ireland, um, and they built a co-working space, and they outfitted it with super fast internet, and I'm in that co-working space right now. Um, and they, they, they gave me a nice pot of tea um, before I came in to start working at 5 p.m. at night while everyone else was leaving. <laughs> so, Aww. so yeah, back that, I, well, I went way off topic, but blunt, generic black Irish tea again and uh, drinking it from a nice little fine, since we're talking about what we're drinking, from a nice little fine china set, you know, with a, it looks like a, <gasps> that's well, actually, adorable. Yeah, I can't say this china per se, but like it, I can't tell if it's. It looks like it might be Ireland stuff, but it also might look like it has like, I don't know what's on. Yeah, there's it has like a bird, cool design like on birds it. birds and stuff, but this like, yeah, like this building, I don't know. Would you say this has like Asian influence in design or so? Yes, that looks more Asian. That looks like a... Well, I'm Dakota. drinking uh, Asian, out of Asian China in Ireland, off in an island. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> nice. so nice. Too far deep down that rabbit hole. <laughs> But <laughs> well, you you mentioned something. A good segue is just you were saying everyone's going to these bigger cities, the, you know, the millennials for tech companies, and they're trying to cater towards that. And so this will be great between you and I because we are millennials. And what are we talking yeah, about today, today? We're talking about kind of social media's place in the events industry. And I think this one might end up becoming like a multi-part episode because this is such a big topic to talk about. But you and I are very, I think, very passionate about. Um, the specific topic and kind of how social media and tech and sometimes technology. I mean, I mean, hopefully we don't go too far down the rabbit hole of everything that affects us, but social media and its place in the events industry and how it kind of affects us personally as well. And I know this is super duper passionate for you. And I'm, and and before we got on to this, do you want to tell a little bit about what you just you told me right before we got on? Like, hey, like I I don't know what we should talk about because I've I've done this thing and I want you to explain kind of what you did. <laughs> So I will be completely vulnerable and honest. I struggle with social media and because it has so much good, but it also has these bads. And so because we're getting so much content thrown at us, sometimes the way that, especially with Instagram, that it's presented, it just got really overwhelming for me. And, you know, being so productive, I really wanted to keep that positive state mental state and so I went on a hiatus and I said I'm going to take a break from social media and this was um right after Thanksgiving and so as of yesterday I was with a bunch of colleagues who wanted to follow me and uh I deactivated my Instagram and my Facebook which by the way it's really hard to actually oh, yeah, completely, completely delete. I, I deleted a Facebook account once before your so accounts it's it's almost impossible yeah so I deactivated it and as of yesterday so it was a little over two weeks I was gonna do it for the rest of 2019 but I ended up jumping Mm. back on it and so it made me start pondering last night well how do I identify and what is my online branding and you know personally and then professionally because we can talk about there's I mix and match mine. If you follow me on social media then you get to know me professionally I put you know, things up about like the work we've like achieved together as a team, but then I'll put in, you know, like you'll get to see my world, see my (laughs) avocado toast at brunch, that, that kind of thing. And so 
yeah, I think this would be a really great and honest conversation mm. to dive in about. Because with you, everyone yeah, thinks yeah, you're yeah. the AV guy, right? Like you're always online <laughs> and you're always putting out content. So yeah, I mean, what's uh, your take I think, on yeah, it? Yeah, there's definitely an assumption that Will is like uh, loves social media, and that I and yes, I just referred to myself in third person apparently. Um, but um, there <laughs> is definitely the thought that hey, like Will really loves this stuff. Like you know, yeah, I know a lot about it. I know how to use it for business, but you know, to be honest, and I've said this and I have a good friend who's also does a lot of social media marketing and we both say if it wasn't for our work, we would not have like, wouldn't have social media. Like it maybe one, one channel that we like really passionately believe in. But you know, the fact that I have to try to juggle LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, and sometimes multiple of these at a time, it, it, it's stressful for me. Um, and you know, it, it's funny, like, I, for example, I use, a lot of people think I really, really love Facebook because I use Facebook Messenger as, like, my primary way to communicate with friends, and, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, That's like, how we met. I, I like it because, <laughs> like, all messenger, you have to do is, we... like, get, add someone on a friend, and then, boom, you can start messaging, you have this rich communication standard, you can send voice messages, I mean, all those things like that, but I honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that it's such a good app and there's nothing else that's like it that everybody's on... I would I would not use Facebook at all. Like that's Messenger is the only reason I really really use it. And and really? you guys will see. Like I post I post stuff. Yeah, but it's honestly it's there for let's be honest marketing purposes. It's hey you know what what the new event brew episode's about. You know hey we have a new mm. blog post out or hey I need a survey filled out. Um, and I probably would push LinkedIn a lot more um, if there was if everyone was on that one as well. But it's just everyone's so segmented across it. And I think that adds to a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. It's so professional too, at least like with, and it's, it's so great that you say that because I know, especially our generation, we're all on the IG now and I actually like Facebook mm-hmm. a little bit better than Instagram, even though a lot of our like network is on Instagram. I feel like there's more engagement and that's the thing. It's not about the likes and it's not, a you know, like the, I feel like that it gets superficial and that, that's the part I don't like about it because there's no, the purpose should be engagement. Mm-hmm. The purpose should be connecting with others and it's kind of a cheap way just to oh, yeah, engage totally. with someone by just liking it and moving on. Right? Like I want to be, and a lot of times now I've structured and I'm actually going to re. I don't want to say rebrand, but rethink how I'm going to present myself online for 2020 because I want to have those deep conversations. Like I really want to get to know individuals. So I tried this thing out when I was doing my later grams on my stories of my Asia trip. I actually decided not to post anything. During... When you say later gram, like scheduling it or do you no, just, like, you, post, you, you... posting it, especially on my story. So just not in the moment. I really want to be present in the moment. So what I did was when I came back from my Asia trip, I started doing my little highlights, like, my Mm -hmm. vietnam highlights my thailand highlights and so that was great it confused a couple people because they thought i was still i was in asia during (laughs) that time (laughs) i've had that happen before oh my god you're still there and you're like no i'm in back in la (laughs) no yeah but just back in the day i feel like we were it was posting instantly was like necessary especially if you're at a conference Mm -hmm. you know like you want to let people know you're there what you thought about some of the, the sessions um but that was something from that, I was able to be a little bit more vulnerable and to say, hey, here are some bad parts of my trip or 
these were some of the I had like a hard time trying to figure out this I actually ended up like breaking out into these hives when I got my first Thai massage and so it isn't as pretty as it looks when I send these highlights out yeah, but having sure. those conversations with people really built our relationship like and I think that's the thing that I love about social media is that you stay connected with people mm -hmm. and like from high school or you know like from all aspects I still like my cheerleading friends I uh, have a whole spreadsheet of the holiday card address list and i have of course a section because i'm just extremely organized of like how I, I know them and it's i wouldn't have sent probably half of those invite or not invites my cards out if it wasn't for staying connected with them on social media mm, i felt yeah. i feel like i we probably would have just like fizzled out in our relationship yeah, because it, there was no other way to really keep in touch. And are we really going to be texting and calling each other? Um, you know, not saying that they're not important, but there's I get to see how their family lives are when they update and things like that. So that's a positive that I do like about social media. Mm -hmm. um, what's a positive for you, Will? Oh, I mean, like definitely. I mean, yeah, the connecting piece is really, really important. Is that like, you know, let's be honest, like phone numbers can change really, really easily. But you know, if you need to find somebody, you can find them on a social media network and then re-engage and re-involve re, uh, yourself in their lives. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I think it's a really great marketing channel for sure. Like, I mean, like if, if I talk about it from not the personal standpoint, like if I want to reach people, it's the place to be. Everyone's on it. I can find people. Attention is cheap. You know, and I don't have to, I, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like the way we market where we share content is not interrupting people, even though in some ways it kind of does and, you know, some way, you know, mm. uh, depending on like the purpose of it. But I think that's one definite positive of it. Um, but maybe it's getting overcrowded now. Um, I do think, oh man. I do think there there is some channels that are better than others too. Like so, like when I think about social media, I think it's hard for me to say like, oh, what's one positive that all social media has? But like, I mean, I, I was gonna ask the question, and maybe uh, after I explain what mine is, maybe you can tell me what your favorite like kind of network is and what you've been enjoying about it. But like for example, I don't. It's almost not considered social media, but YouTube has been like I think life changing. Um, in a lot of ways, um, I was just starting to kind of reflect on it and be like, you know, you're talking about how you try to be in the moment as much as possible. And I do a lot of Instagram stories when I'm traveling. So, for example, through this Ireland trip, just because I know the place that I can show it to the most amount of people and show some clips is Instagram stories. But to be honest, if I had it my way, I would just tell people, wait until my vlog comes out on YouTube and watch it there. Because I'm, A, I'm getting better footage. I'm thinking about what I want to share, you know, but because not everyone uses it and that's the problem i think i don't like about social media is that it's a platform war at all times and like i was saying like i wouldn't use facebook messenger if we're somebody on some other uh, other platform but youtube's been i think really really good and then beyond just like the what i've posted and what i've shared and what i've seen like it's also just been hugely educational like the content on youtube makes my life better it entertains me better than you know an instagram story ever did or you know a quick post um but yeah, like uh, it's definitely difficult. What what sort of network has been? Do you think or platform? Do you think has been your favorite, and why? It's so hard because I would say I don't hate anything in life, but there are moments where I passionately dislike Instagram for how it makes me feel for me 
letting it like disturb my peace of mind because I do fall into this comparison. And especially here in LA, it's like the influencer community. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say, which is why I feel like I do more engagement with Facebook and I do like how they send like memories of, you know, previous years and there's more ability to comment and engage, but I do use Instagram more. It's just now filtering it and now saying, here are the accounts I want to follow. And, you know, I do love the story aspect. I was a really big Snapchat, Snapchat. Chatter back in the day. I was the queen of Snapchat. I loved it. I never I didn't um, ever really use Snapchat at all. Oh really? Yeah, like, I well, yeah. I ended up deleting it because I said I'm on too many platforms mm-hmm. and you know, I ended up choosing Instagram over Snapchat because then Instagram started doing that. I don't know if you recall, but they wanted yeah, to yeah. I think Facebook wanted to buy Snapchat and Snapchat <laughs> said no. Like, oh, well, they said we'll be, we're gonna do Yeah, we'll do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I guess it's like also the reach a positive for social media for me is professionally mm-hmm. the fact that I am keeping in touch with so many professionals and they get to see a glimpse of my life outside of the office that to me is so beneficial yeah, uh, because they really get to know my personality of course like my work ethic is there when we partner all this stuff but it gives us a online the ability to not have to sales pitch mm-hmm. each other or to, you know, like talk about work all the time. And it's really, it's a nice glimpse. Actually, I'll admit on Instagram, actually, because Facebook also has the story thing, but I don't watch people's stories. I, or there's a handful of people mm-hmm. I'll watch, but maybe that's also the thing. Like I put out the content and people watch my yeah. life. But I don't make time really to to sit there and look at other people's yeah, stories. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe it's like a matter of filtering then, like you were saying at that point too, because like Instagram, for example, has the ability for you to hide people from stories. Like mm. I find myself, it, it just becomes a mindless activity though. And that's why I think I, I honestly am almost on the verge of just getting rid of mine um, because it's just like every single time like – I'm sitting on board somewhere. It becomes a really quick and easy thing. And it becomes so apparent with my new phone that, like, it's huge. So when I pull it up, I'm like, whoa. Oh, wait. Why am I really? It's not just easy to flip, flip, flip through this. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it, it's kind of crazy how it just, like, you become mindless when you're doing it, right? Yes. Um, Do you ever, I'll move my apps hmm. around so that it's, like, second nature to, you don't even think about it. You end up just going like when you have a moment of yeah. that downtime, you end up just going on it just for like mindless, just killing yeah. of time. And I think that's the other thing It's it makes, especially when I'm in, in person with that person, like with oh, yeah. other people who do decide to not use the opportunity to connect with me in person, having the, you know, really getting to know one another, they, go and try to connect with the rest of the the social network because it's like I said it's easier to reach more people and I think that's the other thing that makes me have a bad taste in my mouth too with social media is you know like I see the benefits of it but then I'm also like struggling with just the relationship building because I really want just that that time that quality time with individuals and it can be on social media too. Like I said, there's a lot of DMS that 
I'll get where I'm really just engaging something that inspires me or reminds me of something. I do it because I'm a, a millennial. I, all I do is like send memes to people. I like that's the have, have reason. Actually, that would probably be the core yet? reason why I'm on social media. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that yes. There's so many. There's one where um, oh, there's like uh, what Nelly yeah. song was it? Like hot in here or something, and he, they like dubbed it over when he. Oh god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he's like, the, yeah, the he's going through the ship, the and he's spaceship. like, he pushes random Have you buttons, seen that one? and then yeah, now they make it where he presses it, and like, yeah, I got I got Rick rolled via one at one point. Too. The different songs go um, on. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're so funny, and I so I would say an advice would be one. I I move my um I I have an iPhone so I move the whole entire app to a different page so that I'm not mindlessly just going and clicking and saying why why am I on this platform now mm. you know like I was in the middle of work and like what subcon- that's like a subconscious thing and then second is filtering so you have the ability to choose who you follow and who follows you you can make it public you can make it private. And it's all about what your objectives are. So, because it's different. That's why everyone has different favorite platforms and things of that nature. So, for me, I. Yeah, I don't either. Don't really follow like celebrities. I follow people that inspire me. Think like events. There's a lot of event companies that um, post a lot of great content, a lot of memes, close friends and family. And not so much like the influencer unless they have like a a good brand behind them like there was this one girl that you know is like bigger set but she talks about that she's very vulnerable and she um talks about like that struggle like no that's how lizzo got famous right she's just like very honest and just like it's all about self and love and things like that i won't follow um i love fashion but i won't follow fashion accounts most of them because it's usually just really pretty girls like on the beach that, not that really wearing their clothes and i'm like wow sure. i don't feel that great about myself because here i am trying to make a positive impact in our event industry and it's harder to be to work on being morally sound and to work on my character like could i just put on a lot of makeup and be kind of skimpy and go out and i'm sure they're great people but yeah. that is not how I want to gain my attention is using like how I look. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you bring up idea too, like a pr- professional uses of it. I mean, like I think social media has become, I don't use the word critical. It's become mass appealed in the events industry too, because it's where a lot of people go to get ideas. I, I was just recently interviewing a potential employee. I said, you know, what one of our culture questions is where, what blogs, books, resources to use to keep up on the industry. And they say, they say, like, I don't really read any blogs. I just follow specific accounts on social media. And so it's kind of become, mm-hmm. like, needed almost in some ways. And, you know, I definitely think Instagram and Pinterest, if they didn't exist, what our events industry would look totally different. I think um, it's probably interesting, too. Like, Ooh, you like, make a good imagine point. How, yeah. I bet you, like, BizBash has seen a huge issue where they're like, it used to be that you had to go to BizBash to see pictures of the coolest, greatest events. But instead, yeah. now, oh, if you just follow, you know, a curated Pinterest board or a really good Instagram account, they might repost it. Um, and I think it's really, really interesting, too. Um, I kind of wish Dustin was here to share his opinion on this. Um, and maybe we'll bring it up in part two of this episode. But Dustin does a really good job at curating cool stuff to share with people. Um, and at first I thought it was his mm-hmm. stuff. And then I realized, I was like, wait, I saw that on a blog I was reading on, like, an outside industry thing. And I was like, oh, hey. And then I kind of hit him up and was like, hey, like. 
well, you know, how do you curate these things? Like, it's just personally stuff I really want to share with people that I love. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm wondering if it will always forever be here. Um, or if it will eventually something else replace it. And so my, so my kind of follow-up question to that too is like, so, um, you know, we've seen this rise of this new social network, TikTok. Um, and you know, obviously I think, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, TikTok, e I don't either I hear about it. I but, feel like I'm too old. But I'm old curious to know, maybe do our viewers or listeners, do any of you guys like, are you guys trying to stay up on trends on social media? I, I just feel like we're at this point where we're craving like what the next generation of social is going to look like and whether it's a new network or Facebook reinventing themselves, right? Like Facebook's talked a lot about how like the news feed is dead. We're going to reinvent it into messages and groups and things like that. But I don't know. I just feel like there's this, this wave coming. We're just like in this, this horrible one, cesspool of crap right now. And what is like the future look mm. like for social that returns it to being social and engaging and everything like that that's a really interesting point i do ponder that i think tiktok um what apple put out the top 10 apps most downloaded mm -hmm. apps of the year and tiktok jumped from i can't I, I'm yeah probably like 50th to like now. number one right Four, like it's i think it's top five wow. yeah and it's insane and actually that's actually a little fun uh thing that i do to to gain inspiration is I always love talking to the younger generation because that's the the people that we're going to cater to, yeah, you know, sure. like moving forward. So I'm always like asking what's the, what's the latest? What's like, what do you do? What's some apps that you are into now? And, you know, I, do you know what a Finstagram is? Wait, a Finstagram? Finstagram. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Tell me. Oh my gosh. I feel so So old. the younger generation, right? And we used to be the ones that were yeah, really yeah. young and, you know, like, like the millennials that was constantly just getting battered on for all the like stereotypes. All right, that focus, Instagram. But uh, a Instagram <laughs> is a fake Instagram. So the the younger generation will have two Instagram accounts. One that looks just like top. I want to say whatever top ten like pretty photos of them, and it's like what they have their parents follow because now the parents are going from Facebook and downloading okay. Instagram, including my mom, who's by the way incredible at. Posting My parents don't even She's know like, what Facebook is. Oh God, <laughs> Nina, Nina Din is quite the the Instagram poster. But yes, they have two accounts now, and I'm like, that must be crazy. They even keep like, but that's what they're used to. They're used to just constantly keeping track of all their accounts. But that that gets me so tired. Well, well part of it, um, I can definitely relate to that. And most people don't know this, but I used to have two Facebook accounts for the longest time. Um, anyone who's really close to me knew that. But I had like a Facebook account that had like 50 people on it. And that was the one I posted my favorite articles. I posted about movies. I would post a lot of like just really personal stuff. And then I had the Will Kern Facebook page. And um, again, like I'm, I was just I'm towards the, the middle of this burnout cycle. I felt like I was feeling social media. I deleted the personal one. I said, look, if I'm not willing to, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to post maybe the F word on my, um, on my, on my professional Facebook page, as I called it. Is the F but, word Instagram? <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Um, and you know, but with, um, with this now is that I've gotten more personal on it. And I've, I think it was because originally when I started the second one, I was primarily when I started the company, we were doing high school dances and high school kids would want to add me. And I also used Facebook to market to kids. So I didn't want to show my like, and I was in college at the time. I didn't want to show my like 21st birthday 
birthday photos, you know, with, with uh, you know, the kids oh, that yeah. I was doing the high school dances for. So I kept two separate accounts. But now I'm like, look, like I go drinking with clients um, and I will go, you know, have fun and I'll share personal stories with clients. And so I'm like, OK, well, maybe there needs to be a blend of the two um, for sure. But, man, like two Instagram accounts sounds insane. Like. Yeah, and and that's just so interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's a topic for another podcast to talk about like parents' perception of of social media. But I feel like it's well, yeah, we definitely need Nick on that one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, here's <laughs> a good question for you too: is like we talked a little bit about like the blur between you know the public perception of you and the private perception, and I'm, that's what I always worry about with social media is like how you perceive yourself, you know, and yeah. um, and how everything looks like. I feel like I don't have time to really perceive show people who I really am all the time. Like not uh and not necessarily look at what messages I use, but you know what I mean? Like I can't constantly share everything in my life so everyone knows everything that's going on. And I feel like that's why people think A, I travel a lot and B that I'm constantly because that's the content you're it's putting because out. it's yeah, most of the time I'm mm. if I'm traveling, that's what I want to share with people. But that's not true. I mean, like I travel only sixty percent of the time. I'm just like I think you're gonna get bored seeing my home office the 40% of the time that I'm at home though, right? So like, what's your opinion on like, especially how can event professionals blur that line between professional and personal? Should they lean more personal or should they keep it strictly professional? Here's the thing that I think people forget about is you have the choice and you can dictate what you post on social media. And that is going to be people's perspective perception of you right because it's like what you put out and i remember when this whole all these social media accounts were, were coming out and platforms people i know if you remember this they had a professional account and they had a personal yeah, exactly. account that's like my, my story remember yeah. that what you were saying and so when people were asking me that i said well it's all about how you want to brand yourself online for me i want people to know as much as the of the whole story as possible and i think what my first burnout when I was in Vegas ha started happening was because I was putting out only positive things, only achievements, only the awards I was getting and the, all really the highlight. And I wasn't letting people in, which I do now, into the behind the scenes. So I'll post when I'm leaving the office and some people are like, ew, why are you there that late? And so that helps me give that whole picture and your question was, how do event professionals, how to, what should like, they do? Is, I would say first, just like a company, figure out what your vision is, what your, you know, the mission and the core values, what, what means, who are you and how do you want to get that across through social media? Because again, you have the choice to put out whatever content you can or you want to. So it might be motivational quotes in the morning or it might just be complaining about politics on Facebook. But you get that choice. And here's the other thing. There's a choice to not do that as well. Uh, my significant other is more private in the content that he puts out. His page is private and he's more artistic and creative. So a lot of the, the content that he shoots and that he will post is not of us. It's of you know, a, a article or like a, a shot of photography that shot that he wanted to, to share. So it's more about the surroundings that he 
that influences him. And that actually has influenced me saying, okay, well, when I look at my page currently, it's a lot of photos of me, right? Like maybe I should put more content out. I, I, I am the person that puts food <laughs> photos out because yeah. I get really excited about like the things I do eat. Um, but yeah, I would just say know who you are and how you want to really have that brand identity on online. I think something that you said inspired me too is like, don't let social media control who you are as a person. And instead, let you as a person control what you do with social media too. Like, yeah. you know I mean, like we talk about this, like Instagram getting rid of the number of likes. So then that way people aren't I like love always that. going. I loved it too. Like, I think that people far too often try to let social media and people's perception dictate but like i mean like let's go to that that the age-old thing of be yourself be who you want to be and and don't let anything else dictate it on that end and i think that no matter even if you're using it for social media for branding purposes like let that be the deciding factor too because you know if you're not enjoying it and you're not liking what you're sharing it's it's not even worth it i mean like life is about happiness it's not about yeah. you know social media <laughs> and here's the bad like we let that get to us we let or at least to me, I get like sometimes overwhelmed and I feel I put so much pressure on myself saying, oh, I have to put that content out. Or, you know, even just with promoting like event brew, I, I have this like I haven't really even been like pushing that or anything because I, I just wanted to step away. And I'm saying that, you know, I I'm like stressing myself out. Because on top of everything that I also do on a day to day, which is why I get very extreme. I'm like, I'm going to go cold turkey. And now I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm back. I feel much better now. I feel like it's just about the purpose and being meaningful in what you tend, what you spend your time doing per day, mm -hmm. right? Everyone has the same 24 hours. So for me, it's inspiring, motivating, connecting, like truly relating and to others. Like being that social connector, that that to me is really important. For sure, for sure. Um, whew, man, such a big topic to unpack. Is it? Do you think there's anything else that we uh, we want to kind of talk about when it comes to social media before maybe we turn this into a part two and then we can flip it on Nick and Dustin to see what they think as well. Yeah, Dustin actually does a great. He mentioned in a different episode that he actually doesn't post anything professional unless. He said, unless it's an achievement from the team, which he feels like is personal, but I love that. I love because that's really me getting to know Dustin on a personal level. And yes, we know each other through, you know, being a part of the brew crew and doing this podcast and, you know, for, with being involved with Ilea. But I love that, you know, like that, that to me is, is a great way that he brands. So we should totally do a, a part two. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I agree a hundred percent, but I definitely think that uh, you have inspired me to figure out, like, I mean, we're coming towards the end of the year, so we're all starting to reflect on, like, what the next year looks like for us. But, like, I think that's something that mm -hmm. I probably am going to reflect on for sure is, like, what does the future of uh, the next level of social media look for me? Like, last year, um, I decided, I was like, I want to create more content. So that's why I got really active in on, other than watching YouTube, but creating content on YouTube. Um, and a lot of these, like, stories kind of came out of that. But I think... Uh, Figuring out, like, what to get rid of might be the next reflection for sure. So. Oh, I'm, like, unsubscribing. I'm following. It. It's so relieving. Sure. And then we won't get into emails, but that's something I'm definitely oh doing. Gosh. And then also, it's a good thing going into the new year for 2020 because I was thinking about uh, there's – I'm not sure if you've ever felt this way, but especially on Instagram, when I'll post something and I – 
quote unquote only get 45 likes or something i'm saying that's not enough oh, yeah for I sure need, like three digits and i'll delete it and i'm like yeah, why yeah, did yeah. i do that why do i feel so bad about myself because only x amount of people like yeah i and i don't no. want that anymore like going to 2020 i actually want to um do like 12 posts of the highlight of my 2019 nice. and then start nice. like fresh and mm. so that i'm really excited i i'm like getting into the planning process of that but yeah just know also you don't have to do certain things you don't have it's not as big as a deal and life actually is okay offline the last two weeks i thought about it and i said there's a saying oh if you didn't post it mm -hmm. it didn't happen wow. and i was like my life is actually still grand i'm still going on these adventures and going to all these you know launch events and being like inspired and doing all the things that mm -hmm. fulfill me and i didn't post it online yep. yet it still happened i can't agree more so there's there's faith. I we have I have faith in in the world, and I think just our, if we can shift our mindset a little bit, it and I think having this conversation so openly might help others too, because I I definitely feel like other people feel that sense like I'm not doing a good enough job or I'm not worthy of whatever that may be. You are. And we, you are. We're gonna change your mind. <laughs> so. Cool with kind of wrapping this one up with a nice little little bow. Let's well, wrap um, it. Yeah, we, we, I'm also really curious yes. to know. I mean, like, definitely as we start to wrap this one up, um, you know, and everyone watching the audience, like, how, what's your opinion on social media as an event professional? You know, like, you love it, hate it. Um, how do you use it as well? And, like, you know, do you, uh, you know, use it for business or do you use it for personal? And, you know, is there networks that you like more than others? We'd love to, love to hear from you. You guys know how to reach us. Just use hashtag eventbrew on social media. Also, thank you to everyone who's been emailing us, eventbrew at helloendless.com. You can email us anytime you want, and we respond to every single one of those emails. I was responding to a couple emails coming in from you guys earlier, so thank you guys. Um, but, yeah, um, Tui, thanks for joining me today and uh, having a, a cool, vulnerable conversation about social media. Of course. I think that's why these events, like all these episodes are so great because a lot of it's newsworthy and the latest that just happened and some of it's like important issues. And then some of them are just, it's it really is just an opinionated piece, right? Mm -hmm. And totally. getting this kind of content out is, is important to me because yeah. it's not just perfect will and perfect Tui doing perfect things all the time. It's us saying, no, we're struggling too. Or I have no idea that mass shooting episode i was so engaged because i was so curious and that that was a mm -hmm. an element and a topic that wasn't even in my consciousness that like to and so that like forcing that awareness out was is great so yeah, yeah. i love the way that our <laughs> our brand our brand with event brew is like yeah. warming this is yeah, so great definitely. and for those who don't know uh two and i are both wearing hoodies and I'm assuming that we're both wearing our comfiest pants ever, too. And, like, I was wearing a ball cap today, too, but it's uh, it, I left it in the – it nearly blew away on the ferry over I'm wearing – this is so. the Boston Red Sox hat I know I that you were talking from about. The, um, yeah, from the last episode. I know. Like, I just wish or people – I, I don't know how. <laughs> wish people could see you, uh, so then that way it is. But, 
you know, <laughs> it's all good though. Anyways, back on. Thank you, Dewey, for for joining, and uh, I was super happy to have this conversation. For every, and thank you to the audience for listening in on this one. I hope you guys liked it. Did you guys like this sort of episode where we talk about larger conversations and opinions on on topics? Let us know um, if there's something we can improve or something you'd love for us to cover. Or like we said, we're probably gonna do a two, part two of this episode and maybe include Nick and Dustin. And by maybe, I mean obviously include them. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. But uh, if you do want to get more Ventbrew, this is your first episode, make sure to go to ventbrew.com. we got a ton of show notes, resources, all there. We have transcripts, so in case you like reading rather than listening. And also, if, if you're listening on a platform you don't necessarily like, go check it out. Also, you know, speaking of platforms, we are on every single platform you want to be on. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everything like that. But leave us a review and uh, give us some feedback on there as well. Um, that really, really helps us with allowing other people to see it. So, for example, if you follow us on Spotify, um, it actually will recommend um, to other people who are like you to check out our podcast. So, super duper cool. So, make sure that um, if you haven't already, go follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Again, reach out to us. Contact us if you got episode ideas or what you want us to talk about in the next year. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's going to do it. Should, 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 should we wicked, wicked, wicked get out of here? Should we unfollow yes. ourselves and, and sh- deactivate our Facebooks and say goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be there to engage with you. And actually, if anything, just to wrap this this whole conversation up is I have actually connected with a lot of people because they'll listen to our episodes and they'll either post about it or it, the best is when, well, two things. They'll, they'll direct message mm-hmm. me and I actually share it with the rest of the brew crew and we have our own little group chat going. And then when people come up to me during events and that's happened a few times where they, they said, wow, we listened to your episode and they want to continue that conversation. And that's the reason why yeah. we do this is to, ha- is to bring that community, our community together and then to further elaborate on these topics. And so thank you so much. That's so appreciative and grateful. And let's just keep talking about social oh, media yeah. for a part two. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is uh, Tui and Will, and we're going to peace out, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.